Griffin here. None of these scenarios are based on any real-life events. Everything is made up entirely on the spot. Take it away, song! Hi, I'm Griffin, and I'm Steve, and I'm Bones, and this is Killed to Death. It's the improvised true crime podcast. Sure is. <laughs> what? I said sure is. Uh, oh, I heard the Grizz. The Grizz. Now I will say at Ooh. certain points throughout the episode, the Grizz under my breath. Uh, you'll have to try and catch them. And is that because you are cheering for the Grizzlies tonight in the elimination game, or is be- is that because you're a fan of the Grizz, the popular spot in the ki- in Kingston, as a bar? Uh, it's the latter. And okay. At certain points, I will say quietly, "The Grizz," and you have to catch them. And is that like a? Do they pay you for that? <laughs> no, they have said so many times that they do not want me to talk about them on this uh, show okay. because they have heard this show. And they want you, a Kingston native, to try and save their good name and catch my references to them. <laughs> catch and what? Delete? <laughs> Talk over them? <laughs> well, of course, if you catch one and you say, ah, I heard it, then I, I do have to take it out of editing. Okay, it's like a fun Where's Waldo, and then you'll play by the rules and you'll get rid of all your little subliminal messaging. Yeah, I promise. Okay. Uh, well, uh, let's be... The Grizz... But let's be important. Hey, I heard that. Damn! I actually heard that. I actually heard that one. You have to delete it. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I'll be impressed if you can name other Kingston bars that you can slip in there. Or maybe Stages all ages. ages. <laughs> now, that's a specific event <laughs> you're promoting where it's all ages at Stages. Oh, uh, Stages. Yeah, okay, that's good. That's good. And I did catch that one, though, unfortunately, so it needs to get taken out as well. <laughs> Sorry, Steve, so, you were saying... <laughs> well, I mean, we can just be nice and brief with this, um, but we have to talk about it. A lot of people are flocking away from the city of Toronto, but let me tell you, now is the t- no better time to actually get a place in the city of Toronto, and we are here to recommend yeah. some of the best hoods, some of the best spots, uh, where we know... Rent's going to be good, and the houses are stellar. Sure. Uh, one of the best places to live. It's up and coming. It is the condo that is built where Honest Ed's used to be. Mm-hmm. It's That's truly up and coming. It's truly up and coming, up up into the air. Yeah, building. It, they're building it up. It's coming up. And I heard every room is going to have a terrifying huge moose clock. Oh. And some just have bins of socks in them. <laughs> Yeah, everyone has bins of socks in them. Everyone has okay. a moose clock. Everyone will have a cashier. Everyone will be open to the public. <laughs> I didn't realize this. Okay, so it's just like, it's more of a novelty. Like, you can live in a Honest Ed's. <laughs> a this honest is going to be an apartment building full of hundreds of tiny little Honest Ed's. <laughs> that would be uh, horrible. Yeah. Uh, so that's my recommendation of. Where that's to live. a good. That's a great spot, though. That's a great choice. Um, I, of course, ha- have to recommend um, the apartment where a chair girl threw the chair 
off um, as a girl. Yeah. So, of course, we all know Chair Girl. Do you mean uh, her current apartment of jail? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It's like a bunch of little honest heads in there. Uh, no, it's it's her it's her old condo, and but you now you can rent it. Uh, it's exorbitantly expensive because, of course, it is the former site of Chair Girl. Um, Wait, but wh- awesome. I would I would expect it to be much cheaper as it's missing a piece of furniture. No, no. There's it, the problem is uh, I mean that that would be a great point, but it's almost like people who are real fanatics of her. There's almost a bidding war going on over this because everyone sure. wants to be there. They All want the little to, chair girls and boys. That's right. All the, everyone who grew up wanting to be chair girl, you can now live where she lived. And in fact, through her first chair. If you grew up during chair girl, you're probably still a kid and shouldn't be renting an apartment. I have no concept of time. I thought chair girl was decades ago. <laughs> <laughs> Want to feel old? Chair girl <laughs> happened girl. in the 1800s. <laughs> Throwing an old wicker chair into the pathway. <laughs> she destroyed a b- b- horse and buggy. <laughs> she killed yeah, a horse. The, horse. the horse just topples over top of this old rocking chair. <laughs> Imagine being that carriage d- conductor. And you've got your yeah. horse by the reins. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, his like head explodes because a chair has been dropped from the heavens. That's what happens. His head explodes. <laughs> Yeah, that's what would happen. Um, and that's all part of it. That's all lore. But speaking of uh, killing. Yeah. Steve. Ooh, good segue. You gotta pounce on them when they happen. Would you like to solve a murder? Yes, I would. The victim. Peter. Found dead on a boat. Today's guest. Trish, who found the body. Trish, Hello. Trish, hello, welcome. Hi. Hi, you don't have to be shy. You can speak up uh, anytime. I, uh, you froze slightly. You this, froze so, this and I can oh, you. <laughs> I'm a fool. Well, then this will all be edited out. Okay. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, but thank you for being on, Trish. Oh, you're welcome. I, it is always good to do things as far as hobbies go and i just love mm-hmm. your little hobby of doing this so i'm very excited to be here and just to help you guys out in this time thank you do you have any hobbies yes i do yard work and i love to knit and cook for my family wow. and drive so you do yard work and yarn work yes wow, nice. <laughs> you are so funny and cook for your family I do. I love to cook. Yes. Griffin was listening. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but what's the last thing I said after cook? Um, I don't know. That's probably where we started to interrupt you to say yes. our own things. Yeah, that's yes. exactly where I started to interrupt you. <laughs> I said drive around. Oh, okay. Oh, you fun. drive around. <laughs> yeah, you know, when you that need... That is nice. Yeah, well, when you need a little bit of time for your just yourself, you know, you got to go take a drive. Yeah, put the windows down. It's a nice summer day. No, I'm an oh. AC gal. And as far as that goes, well, that's my answer to that. All right, fair <laughs> enough. You uh, No, you have a boat. Yes, yes, privately owned. Thank you very much. Oh, Where this isn't a live? public boat. Oh. No. 
Uh, sorry, two questions at once. Two questions uh, at first. once. And only. I asked whereabouts you live. Like I what, live... What, what body of water are Maine, we about here? the ocean. Oh, the main the ocean. ocean. Okay. No, yes, the main <laughs> ocean of this world, which is the Atlantic Ocean off the coast of Maine. Ooh, wow. Yes. There's some West Coasters who are so sour to hear that. It's true, but we don't like the West Coast anyway, so we don't care. So you're from Maine, uh, yes. Stephen King. Yes, crabs. Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't it. out him on the show. Steve, <laughs> <laughs> that, that is so funny. <laughs> so you spend your days doing yard work, knitting, driving around. This sounds very relaxing to me. Yes, I mean, I have a blessed life. I cannot deny that. Um, I might have grown up in not-so-pleasant atmospheres, but I have a blessed Old life. castle. You Scary. know, n- um, no. <laughs> oh, okay. That was just a guess of an um, unpleasant upbringing. Um, you know, that's fair. No, just uh, I was very middle class when I grew up. Uh, that can be tough too. It's yeah. very, very tough. So, would you say you are upper class now? Forgive me for asking. I wouldn't put, <laughs> you know, it's all right. I wouldn't class myself personally. I think we're beyond that. So, if, right. if those who class themselves make an ass of themselves, you know, <laughs> you're funny. I never met someone who's as good as you are with the words. And already I've only known you only two minutes. <laughs> wow, some high praise coming from you, Trish. Wow. As it someone is very, who clearly knows words herself. <laughs> it is very hot where I am. I am in the tropical temperatures of, of Florida. Maine. Well, Maine is where I'm from, oh. but I'm in oh, Florida at the now. moment. Oh, okay. No, that's why it's so hot. I wasn't so allowed you, to. Oh, sorry. I wasn't did you take to your boat down there? On. I did. Well, my husband did, and I do. And I went. I came along, of course. Um, we just like to go on holiday. Uh, fair, yeah. I think Florida is a popular destination for that. Classically. Yes, unfortunately. Oh, too busy. Much too much. You guys need your own private island or something. Well, it's funny you say that. Yes. Yes, you need one? Uh, Of course. Who doesn't need Mm. a private island? Mm. Sure. I mean, you're talking here like I don't know what I'm doing. No, no. uh, It's simply that we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, we're a little out of our depth here. What what makes a great private island as someone who's never been to one? A resort. Pool. Cocktails. So you wait, you have your own resort on... (laughs) A private island? Yes. That only you could stay at? Of course. Me and my family. I have a big family. So we need oh, okay. a couple, you know, we need space. I need space away from them and they need space away from me. How many that children do you have? I have three boys. Three grown boys. They're all at college now. What are the names? Jeremy, Josiah, and Jonas. The Jays. Oh, yes. 
I'm an organized type A kind of person. I would not have children without the same first name letter. Now, that's something you know about me. You can write that down. All right. Type A, and that's a letter. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> Zingers all over here. This, you know, this reminds me of when I was 19, because we used to, we used to do that a lot. Talk you were, to each other. You were other. funny when you were 19? Yes. Oh, I was a hoot. I was a hoot. I, could, I would be running all up around this town. I would be up on streets and fences. I would be going. I would what? never care in the You'd world. You'd go up on the streets? I would. I would. I really would. You mean tippy toes? <laughs> the street, the, the roads. <laughs> That's it. Well, didn't clear it up. <laughs> so what were you saying when you're running around the town? I mean, what was so funny? I was just because it's just because my friend Jack would always say, Trish, stop. And I'd be like, yeah, I will not. And, you know, anything I did, I wouldn't stop. Right. Kind of my you thing. were running on streets or roads. <laughs> that does sound pretty funny. That's all, it was hilarious, you know, and then then life started. <laughs> Uh, and this is a question I always like to say uh, isn't rude. How old are you? <laughs> you don't think it's rude. <laughs> I am 45 years young. 45 <clears throat> years young. Yeah, so 19 Sorry. was a while ago. 55. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, just slightly off. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm just used to saying 45 but I am in fact fifty-five, and I, th- I, and I thought that I'd be honest today, just because I thought yeah. Cheer Girl was decades ago. So, I'm right. With you. Also, may I say that you prefaced that the intro bit would be three to four minutes long, and I would just like to say that I looked at my phone and you were pushing seven. But we can move. We can move on sure. from the. <laughs> Honestly, we tell guests that the intro bit usually is going to be two to three minutes, and uh, as listeners know, it never is. It never is. <laughs> Are we Mark Marin? Oh no! But I enjoyed it. It was good listening. Sure, but thank you for making a very public note of that. You're welcome. <laughs> Just say you're going to have a seven-minute intro. Just say that. No, but then don't here's say my that. worry: is that what yes. if we're not we're not really feeling it, and we don't really have much steam? Then we're going to call yeah. it early, and that's right. even more. Embarrassing. And then the guest might call us out on it. We've right. recently learned that that's a concern. <laughs> I suppose we could just watch the time and then end it around the time when we're supposed to end it. No, I think it's good. I think what y'all boys are doing is really good. It's really good for your brains and your development. Thank you. Are you big into branding and marketing? I said brains. Oh, brains. Are you but really into your- brains and marketing? <laughs> I love, you know, marketing's all about brains. You got to have them. Sure. To market. <laughs> yeah. Again, I am sweating buckets over here. It is hot. It's sure, not hot yeah. where you are. Where are you? We're in Toronto. Oh. But a warm Toronto. Toronto. Is that out west? <laughs> no, we're not out west. More west we're of central. Florida, though. Midwest? Mid east. Are I we guess. midwest? We're not Midwest. Oh, okay. Based on the Sportsnet's classifications. <laughs> yeah, what division are we in? <laughs> yeah, well, at East. East. I think we're a Sportsnet East. Oh, wait. Like Didn't me. Did y'all say you're from Canada? Yeah. 
Okay. Okay. No, I didn't. I just didn't clock that at first because you talk exactly like me. So I thought you were from here, around these parts. We we don't. You have a for us. You have a, like a noticeable accent. It sounds almost, which is going to sound surprising because you're from Maine. It sounds almost southern to us. Yeah. Well, I'm from Maine. I'm in Florida now, but I grew up in the South. Ah. Uh, so I don't think, you know. But to your ear, we sound exactly the same as you. You sound exactly like me. I don't know what you're talking about. Interesting. That's, that's so curious how the human ear works. Yes. Also needed for marketing. Brains, ears. You need to know exactly where. You right. need to hear your posters. Oh, my you gotta gosh. You got to keep your ear to the streets and the roads. The streets, the roads. Right. Exactly. What is the name of your boat? The Diamond Princess. The Diamond Princess. It sounds like a cruise ship. Well, we started it. What? So it is a cruise ship. <laughs> <laughs> no, we started, you started the name. it up? No, we started the name. And then Northwestern Cruise Lines, oh. Northern Norwegian, whatever. They took it mm-hmm. from our yacht. Oh, okay. just a yacht, just for your family. Yes. So the Diamond Princess is a great name, if you ask me, because it's shiny and it implies that the boat is fancy, which it is. Yeah, it implies that the boat has relatives that are monarchs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What kind of amenities does your boat have? I know some some of the bigger ones even have their own pools and stuff. Oh, yes. Pools, saunas, helicopter pads, drinks, bars. Drinks? (laughs) How do you fit that in there? Drinks. All sorts of drinks. Every drink you could imagine. Um, Trampolines, bungee jumping, boats. Bungee jumping? (laughs) Where do you bungee jump off the boat? The top of the boat into the ocean. And it into the ocean, and then you get pulled back up out of the ocean by the cord. Yes, and if you catch something in the bottom, that's like a prize. Is this while you're moving? Pardon me? Is this while you're moving along? Yes. So the boat is going across the Atlantic. People, people are bungee jumping off of the top into the ocean, go in, catch a little treasure, come back out. It's a family activity. That's a great way to fish. I agree. <laughs> I agree. So let's talk then about Peter. How did you know Peter? Peter, um, Peter was my step brother. <clears throat> Your step brother. Mm-hmm. How long had he been in the family for? Oh well, he was born before I was born. Right. My father's son, then my father remarried, and then I was born to my mother and my father. Mm-hmm. I see. Yes. So, oh, so he's is he a half brother as well? What's the difference between I think a step brother? Step is when there's no blood relation, but it's purely married in, and then half mm-hmm. is when I think one parent. Uh, this sounds like half. This sounds like it is half. Then I guess. Yeah, but he was always a step ahead. How so? Brains-wise. Oh, he was in marketing. He's in marketing. He's an advertising marketer. Oh, what products? Uh, tennis balls. <laughs> See, he's good because I've heard of those. I know. Everyone's heard of a tennis ball. It started yeah. a whole sport. Sure. He was like 
Are your chairs too loud? That too. That too. That was his personal camping. The tennis balls started the sport. The balls came first. That is correct. Not many people wow. know this, that the tennis ball was, he had envisioned a ball that bounced and was lime green. And then somebody said, well, how about if we clacked this ball in between rackets? Like badminton mm-hmm. racket? What if we played badminton with the ball? <laughs> oh, bad- it was badminton too- was around. <laughs> this was about, this was, well, this was about 1942, give or take. And sorry, you said Peter did this? Was this half, his vision? This was his wow. vision. He had tennis. Somebody said, let's play b- badminton with this super nice ball. Because badminton, you can't see <laughs> in the night. But the ball is so bright that you could see in the night. Sure. So tennis was originally just night badminton. <laughs> you are absolutely correct. But then what ended up happening is the ball used to go through all the badminton rackets because they were so fragile. So you'd end up with a bunch of holes mm. in your badminton racket and then you couldn't play normal badminton. And so what my half-brother Peter did is he said, well, what about the heavier rackets? And thus, then Roger Federer was born and then he started the sport. Oh, so Roger Federer started the sport. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why he, he never goes away. <laughs> oh. okay, he so- can't die. How old, speaking of dying, how old was Peter when he died? Oh, well, that's, un- he was 65. But invented tennis balls in 1942. Yes. He liked to lie. My brother. Oh, uh, okay. So he was so like. either lying about his age now or lying about the date that he invented tennis balls. <laughs> or that he invented tennis balls at all before the sport. And now yeah, we'll, we'll never know. Excuse no. me. I gotta put my hair up. I'm sweaty. Now, uh, let's talk then about the day that you found Peter on your boat, on the Diamond Princess. Yes. Was this down in Florida? This was in Maine. This was back home in Maine. So since the death, you have taken the boat to Florida. Yes, we had to get away. It was tearing our family apart. How so? Well, the death of a relative. Need I say more? Uh, you can, if you'd like. The, he was like an uncle to my children. Sure. Literally. Yes, like and literally. An uncle by blood, but an uncle also by spirit. Mm. Playing tennis, drinking shakes... Taking the kids out uh, to the courts. The tennis courts. <laughs> oh, I thought maybe he was taking them to court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, was I had that thought. Was he your sons? He was not suing my sons. The tennis oh. courts. Okay, okay. Because that yes. would have, uh, that would be a that whole w- line of questioning. Let me yeah. tell you. No, I know. Steve, well, what Jeremy- would you have asked? Uh, what, uh, what was he suing them for? <laughs> But we will never, you know what, we'll just never get to go down that path. It's it's okay. It's okay. We'll go down a different path. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say Jeremy is studying to be a lawyer. So it would have been fitting, but he just never did. Ooh. What about uh, Josiah and the third one? Jason. Jason. What about Josiah and Jason? 
So Jeremy, my eldest, goes to Harvard Law. Thank you very much. And they say... Blonde style. Legally blonde style. They say that a mother has the biggest influence on where their children go to college. So I would just like to say that into the world because mothers are not appreciated enough. Our moms made us go to Ryerson. Yes, I know. I'm really sorry. And that's why you're doing this. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Then... (laughs) My other son, Josiah, he went to Yale. He's doing a business degree. Wow. And then he's our third... Yo- he's younger, but he already graduated? He's the middle son, but he is there at college. Oh, okay. I see. Never mind. Sorry. They're all I at college. Not... Yeah. And then gotcha. my... Um, gotcha. Our youngest, he goes to Boulder Community. Hmm. Is that Boulder, Colorado? Or just bolder than other schools. Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but their and logo is a little bright. It's much too much for me. But we're very proud of them equally. Hmm. So you were back in Maine when you found Peter on your boat. Yes. Just about to jet off. You were just about to jet off for Florida. Yeah. Where did you find him? On the deck. On the deck. Mm. Is this by the drinks? By the first bar. By the first bar. Does it have a name? The Grizz. Hey, I got that one. You have to edit that out. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Well, you're making it so obvious. Doug me. That's what you, dude. That's like. what you sound like. That's, that's exactly what you sound like. That's not what I sound like. Sound like. I sound like that. No, that's I, that. That was fucking sounded insane. <laughs> right. Now the bar is called the Tap House. So he was found all, lying on the deck by the Tap House. Yes. Unfortunately. Was he just laying there on on the ground? Out in the open sun. Out in the open mm. sun. Yeah. How long did it look like he had been there? Was, was he crispy? I guess crispy is an insensitive word to use. Crispy uh, is very insensitive. Burnt. He did look a little burnt, but he did burn easily, so I am unsure as to whether that was a previous prior burn or one from mm. post-Morton, Mortem, Mortem. Did it look like a fatal burning? I don't have the qualifications to say. Sure. What's your guess? Yes, it was. <laughs> wow, okay. Now we're getting somewhere. 100% a fatal burning. Wow, 100% guess. Well, when I know, I know. I'm a woman who knows my... But you hesitated what, to say. I hesitated to say for legal reasons. Okay, mm-hmm. Jeremy advised you of what to say and not say. That's correct. But mm-hmm. as a mother and a wife, I know of three things. Certainly. One, mm-hmm. what my family is up to. Two, <laughs> how to cook. And three, the power and breath of the Lord. These sure. and, are And which one's relevant at the moment? <laughs> the are you cooking something right now? Is that why? <laughs> I'm cooking up the correct 
guilty verdict of the son upon my brother's skin. What we're going to do is take a quick break. When we come back, uh, hopefully we can figure out uh, exactly who is responsible for the burns of Peter, your half-brother. Okay, you can't do it during the break. And I was drinking, that's not fair. We are back on Killed to Death. Uh, I am currently at one Grizz. It happened right before we went to break. Uh, we that are was another to- one, and I just got it. And that one Damn. has to go. We are talking about the death of Peter, uh, a man who he liked to lie. So none of what I'm about to say is set in stone. <laughs> um, but he was a 65-year-old who invented tennis in 1942. Uh, it was because he wanted a nice green ball that could bounce. He said, what if there was a nice ball that could bounce and was green? Uh, And thus, a tennis ball was born. People then started using badminton rackets from the sport of badminton to create tennis. And then, Roger Federer was born and created tennis. Peter was found dead on the Diamond Princess. Uh, It was a a big yacht in Maine. It was about to set sail for Florida. Uh, That boat belongs to the family of Trish, who we are joined here with. Trish, what is your last name? What's the family name? Help. Help? H-A-L-P. Help. Oh, help. Okay. Yeah, Uh, So this was on the help family If you were screaming for help with an accent. Yeah, if you were scramming for help. If you were scramming for help. Oh, my God. That's good. That's well, good. when you're in danger, you say, help. That but. is true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, Peter was found on the deck by the Tap House Bar. It's the first bar on the boat. Um, he was found laying on the deck. He looked 100% burned fatally. Uh, Now, I'm imagining a body that almost looks like a mummy, all blackened and and crispy like that. Is is that correct? That would be correct. So, was it you who actually discovered that body? I believe so. Everybody else looked surprised when I had mentioned to them that Peter, my (laughs) half-brother, was dead. Or lying up on the deck. Sure. Yeah. So Fa- I have he, no- well, he was a famous liar. I mean, you'll have to reckon that with that. You'll have to reckon with the Lord on that when it is you your will time. Give it. You will. And that's one of the three things you know is reckoning with the Lord. Reckoning In with addition- the Lord. Yeah. Knowing sorry. my family, cooking. <laughs> knowing what your family's up to. <laughs> I always know about my kids and my husband. And my family, other family. Were you the only one on the boat at the time? <laughs> no, everybody else was upstairs in the movie theater. Mm. What were they watching? Cars. <laughs> That's a crazy thing to watch on a boat. 
my kids, they're young at heart, you know, when they come back home, they just want to act like rambunctious boys. <laughs> so what inspired you to uh, walk out into the sunshine? I want to get me a drink. Mm. My happy hour time is between the hours of two and nine. And I like to have mojitos and make, get them made. Okay. Gotcha. So what do you do when you, when you see him there? Well, I clutched myself and I had to compose myself. First and foremost, I was feeling frazzled and razzled. I mean, have you ever seen a dead body? Let alone the body of your step half brother. No, and the thought grosses me out. <clears throat> uh, this happens every episode. You can just see him squirming. Oh, God. I hate, I hate <laughs> thinking about a dead body. <laughs> this, I hate doing this show. You'd be a terrible criminologist. Hey, that was actually really mean of you to say. <laughs> mean? What's that mean? We're nominated for Outstanding True Crime Podcast. Exactly. From who? We went to Ryerson. Ryerson is the name of my second butt cheek. That's how much the first? I think university. So it goes University Ryerson? <laughs> yes. I guess if you're reading your butt cheeks in order. Sure, but yeah. if you look in a mirror, it's Ryerson University. <laughs> That's what I think every time I look in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, me too. I point to myself when I think Ryerson University. I'm like, ah, yeah, man, Ryerson University. Yeah. Oh, y'all are a hoot. Beep-a-doo-boo. Bang, bing, bing, bing. Beep-a-dee-boo. This is like bang, a steel bing, drum bing, version bing. in honor of... Hold on, it's my phone. Hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah. Take your phone call there. Hello? Oh, hey there. Oh, I'm sorry, it must be aliens. <laughs> yeah, Hello? Your what phone is, is doing a weird crackling thing. <laughs> Hello, can uh, you repeat sorry. that, sorry? Am I doing a crackling thing now? Uh, oh, my, hi. Hi, honey. Oh, no. Hey, Ma, it's, Ma, it's me. I'm calling. It's me, your son. Yes, what? I know who you sorry, are. Sorry, Trish. What, can you, what are you? I know you're holding up a phone, but what are you holding up right now? <laughs> what is that? My phone. It looks like, is that a roll of dental floss? Yes. <laughs> it's my flip. What's going on? Floss. Who are you on? The, who's on the line? Who is oh, the honey, mom? it's these boys from University Ryerson who were doing a, oh. uh, an investigation. Not her, butt, not her butt. Oh, I go to Boulder. I know all about University. Yeah, we all know that. Go Rocks. <laughs> yes. Uh, How's school been? Oh, school's been good. You told me, just go back, act like all's normal, all's well. A lot of people ask, you know, um, because the murder made the national news. Well, we don't have to call it a murder. Oh, and sorry, yeah. Just call it's it a happenstance, a situation-ship. Okay, it's a situation-ship. Okay, I'm going to tell them. Uh, Jeremy just said I was supposed to get on. Uh, he knew you were doing a call today, um, and I won't speak out of turn. Um, but he did mention that um, someone should be on to make sure that you don't say anything that could possibly um, well, come back to bite us in a court of law. Yes, well, Jeremy is always right, isn't he? So um, I've got my notepad, and I'm supposed to write down everything that you say. All right, okay, write so this whenever down. Whenever you're ready. Okay, I'm going to write this down. Hello? <laughs> 
Oh, you just hung up on him. <laughs> what happened? You said you were about to say something, and you hung up. I got frazzled. Oh my God, you just hung up on him. Hello, Rita. <laughs> Ma, is that you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Ma, yes. What's, it, what, what, what's you going to say? I was so ready. I had a pen and a pad ready. I know. I was just going to tell you to hold your horses and be patient, and life will provide. That's all I was going to say. We have to go talk to this man. Who's supposed you don't to... have to go anywhere. You can just talk to me here. Oh, so sorry. I thought you were on the other on the other line. Oh, you just uh, put gonna... my phone down there, and I can hear everything that's going on. Okay, so can I can you t- can I buzz you in to the to this conversation? Sure, but you're gonna have to stay on the phone. I can do that. Okay, yeah, you, you can just set it down if you need. That's okay. Thank you, my Put me son. on speakerphone. Thanks so I much, Mom. Okay, Stop. I'm ready. I'm ready. Now, I encourage all our listeners to check out our Instagram, uh, where you'll be <laughs> able to see uh, some excellent object work with a small, small container of dental floss that is being held up as if it were a phone for a long time. <laughs> L- long enough to get multiple screenshots. Three whole ones. <laughs> Okay. So you you are Jason. Sorry. Hello. I'm Griffin. Oh hi. Yes. I'm okay. Well, yes. I'm Jason. Don't mind me. I mean, never. I ain't never been on a podcast. I've never been on TV before. So uh, you all don't mind me. I'm a fly on the wall. You know. Give him your full name, Jason. Come on. Sorry. Man. Sorry. Uh, my name is uh, uh, Jason Help. Help is what you scream <laughs> when you're in trouble. <laughs> No, I don't think we got this. What do you go to uh, Boulder for? I go for communication. Oh, yeah. Me and Steve went to to Ryerson for a similar program. Oh, good. You oh, have I'm this sorry. to look forward to. <laughs> well, yeah, it's kind of my dream to um, uh, maybe do podcasts one day. Do you have any good ideas? Um, I thought it'd be actually. I thought it'd be very interesting to. Um, interview people um, about their pets. Okay, I can't think of a podcast off the top of my head that that is like that. Well, it's just a lot of people love their pets. Um, I've loved all my pets throughout the years. I've had turtles. I've had um, Did you just think of that? Because I feel like talking to celebrities about their pets would be a very legitimately popular podcast. Oh my god, thank you so much. I mean, I'm not necessarily I'm not necessarily excelling in school right now, but um, just you with a man with a, his very own podcast telling me that that's a good idea it might just be enough for me to um, maybe stick with this and, and keep Jason, on going. <clears throat> Jason, yeah. listen to this. Griffin. Do you know, do you know celebs? What? Maybe I could get them. Oh, sorry, Mark. No, listen, go ahead. Listen to this. Listen to me. Griffin, answer me this. What is your net income for the year? I don't know. I'll have to see. Some EI is going to be factored in this year. From this podcast alone, what is it? Oh, from the podcast, uh, we're in the negatives. <laughs> Jason, how long have you been doing this? Uh, we've we've uh, passed our <laughs> six-year anniversary recently. <laughs> well, that, that they say you don't start making money off podcasts until at least year eight. <laughs> we're so close. Y'all just got to right, stick well. with it. 
I'll let the data do the talking. I won't say another word. Well, all I know is um, I just admire what you do. Um, I've been learning from a lot of professors who's never set foot in a, never set foot in a damn podcast studio. So I mean, I feel like I can learn a lot more f from you here today than than maybe I learn in any of my classes anyway. So um, I'm gonna just listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it all in, and I'm gonna course make some notes for Jeremy. So Ma, you go ahead. Sorry about that. Well, I've I have a question for both of you. Okay. Well, Ma, you go first. I'm listening. Uh, so Trish, when is the last time you had seen Peter? Before the deck? Yes. And then uh, the deck one will I'll ask about too. I had seen him earlier that morning at breakfast, our buffet, brunch. And he seemed good. He was talking to me and telling me about his dream. What um, was his dream? He had the dream was a plane crash. That oh, night. I see. It wasn't like an aspirational one. No, this was a night terror. I see. And he suffered from night terrors. Interesting. And, this yeah. could have been a premonition of sorts. Well, if you believe in that, all that hoogly googly. Do we think he died in a plane crash? Is that the theory? <laughs> Jason, you stupid idiot. He was found on the deck. How he had died in a plane crash mm, okay. when there was no plane around. Write that mm -hmm. down and learn okay, it. Okay, I'm scratching out plane crash. Okay, y'all go ahead. I had seen him at breakfast. He had his usual bacon, eggs, sausage, English muffin, cantaloupe, grapes, <laughs> watermelon. Oh my God, he ate so much. <laughs> he was hefty. I won't mm. lie to you. He liked to say... I'm 200 pounds, and then some, That's and forgot that to big. say oh, that okay. the and then some was 200 more pounds. <laughs> I see. Do you see what kind of man I'm talking about? Sure, upwards of 400 pounds. 400 yeah, pounds. Man. But again, a liar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you think he might not have been 400, and he was just lying about it, and he might have been like 190 or something. The thing is... That nobody knows. Because inside that head of his, sure. the, it was it was fog. Was marketing. So he, he, was, he was really good. He was a whippersnapper in marketing, but nothing else. Had his usual breakfast, went out. Is whippersnapper a good thing? I only know that as an insult from an old person to a young person. I thought a whippersnapper was like, he, he is... Like being whip smart. Exactly. <clears throat> Oh, okay. Maybe maybe I have that wrong. Well, no, I, I I've heard that though, definitely from some older people talking and saying, "You young whippersnappers," and it is normally condescension in that. Regard. Yeah, that's like yeah. the go-to impression of an old person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Maybe I know it wrong then. Except listen, I I'm gonna just I'm a, I'm gonna scratch out the word entirely because I don't think we can agree on exactly where it lands. Yeah, so far you've got a half page of just scribbles. See, you could be so. Well, you eventually see what you we're going to land there? on something here. Jason, yeah. you see what you just did there? Yeah, you mediated. You mediated. <gasps> you know what? I you did. could you could be a court judge. You could be a chief justice. What? If you oh. wanted to, you could leave Boulder and just go to Washington D.C. Go to school because you're a mediator. That's what I always say about him. Lo mm. Lawyer, doctor. 
mediator. Those are my sons. How would he mediate growing up? Anytime his older brothers would fight. Remember those mm-hmm. fights. Mm-hmm. He would say, stop fighting. And they'd listen to him. They wouldn't listen to me, you know. They'd listen to him. He'd say stuff like, if you don't stop fighting, I will leave this house forever. And they listened. That's He's, true. I was often threatening to run away. <laughs> and, and one it, time it, I did. There was one true. time uh, I did. And um, I won't say it um, on the record and on public record. I won't say thank you for finding me. Because I was in that Del Taco parking lot, five or six miles from home. Lord knows how I got there. I was in a daze and a Jason. frenzied state as I ran through the night, and and I wouldn't have found my way back home. So when I when I saw your Escalade rolling up, and I knew my mama was there, I, 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 I well I wept and I cried. You remember and you know and 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 and, and I always remember that. So I do whatever I can to make you proud, Mama. You saved my life. Well, you know, Jason, that Del Taco was, I could see it from our third bedroom window. But you living in this fantasy world of yours, whatever makes you happy, I'm just glad that that is a positive memory for you. Do you remember any other details about his dream? Plane crash into the mountains. Into the mountains. Andes, the mountains. The Andes Mountains. Sure, they belong to a man named Andrew. Oh, I knew that was coming. And I say that from an inner voice, and somebody within me knows that you were about to say that, and I knew it, that it was coming. <laughs> and the, and the, he had said, <clears throat> in the dream, he said that he, I was in the dream and that he and I was going to board a plane to India and I was going to come back two days later. And he said, I won't go because of the crash. Hmm. Interesting. Now, Jason, when is the last time you had seen Peter alive? Uh, this was the day prior he took me bungee jumping. Right. Kind of threw me off the side of the boat. <laughs> yeah. When it was still in the harbor and we're not supposed to do that. But um, he thought... No, because you'll just crash into the dock. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, you know, it's diminished luckily. returns at this point. It's diminishing returns. crash into the dock so many times, another crash won't no, matter. I do wear, I wear yeah, the damage has been done. That's what I'm saying. You can't damage damage. <laughs> you get thrown off the boat, you go down, you get knocked unconscious, and your body is brought back up by the cord. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of slingshotted back up, and then I land at his feet. And then he uh, <laughs> takes off the harness and uh, carries me down and sets me gently in the movie theater. And I and I wake up, and <laughs> I see what's playing. And what's playing, usually? What do we well, put on for you? It's something from the Disney vault, always. Mama knows, because Mama's Absolutely. got a key to the Disney vault. It's like you always say. You say, Mama's got a key, and she's going to show you what's in the vault today. And this Absolutely. was the old Robin Hood. Yes. A story of courage. A story of pride. A story of love. <laughs> and that's what I teach my sons. I love them. God love them. My sons, my three sons. <laughs> right, so the day before, uh, you had, as usual, been knocked unconscious by your uncle pushing you <laughs> off the boat. And he was uh, telling me about puts... his dream. Oh, what was his dream that night? 
his dream was he was tanning in the sun, and he, then all of a sudden, the sun kept getting closer and closer, and he noticed it was getting a little closer, and he thought, why's the sun getting bigger and brighter today than it normally gets? And then all of a sudden, he said it crashes into the earth, and the whole world is engulfed in flames. And I thought, oh my lord, is this judgment day? It's this judgment day that I've heard about and my mama told me about. Is this the day of reckoning when souls can be defined as good or evil and finally see if we go into heaven or hell? And he said, no, it was just the sun crashing into the earth and immediately he woke up. Yeah. And I said, oh, okay, so you did not get a glimpse of heaven. And he said, no, I just got hit by the sun. I'm not sure what metaphorical meaning to draw from this, but the literal would be that the sun crashed into him and killed him. Well, that is the literal meanings are always for those with small minds. So what is the metaphorical meaning? The meaning of life and death and God and repentance and Adam and Eve and black and white and yin and yang. And that is what it means. Read a book. Right. Okay, I understand that dream now. He said he was nervous about um, going on our little trip down to Florida the next day because all of a sudden now he said he was a little afraid of the sun. And he said, I'm going to wear myself a big hat tomorrow, let me tell you, because he said it's going to be a scorcher out there and I am petrified. And I said, "Uh, okay, are we tossing the offside or what? So is there enough time? I don't even think there's enough time since, Trish, you saw him at breakfast that day uh, and him burning in the sun that a sun could do that much damage. So I'm wondering what else on your boat has the power uh, to generate heat like that? Well, let me tell you, a sun can do a lot of damage if you think of the word sun in a different way. Oh, that was up for the listener. I I was busy doing a big impressed face. Wait a minute. And, uh, well, well, maybe Damn. we ain't talked about it yet, but uh, Peter Anderson. I'm sorry, what? You know Peter Anderson. Have you not been talking about him? Now, I know I'm late, but come on. Have we not been talking about Jeffrey? Don't talk time? to me like this. Don't talk to me like this. <laughs> I didn't want to bring it up. I don't want to make our family seem crazy. Well, what's, okay. what's Jeffrey's story? I swear, I swore I wouldn't talk about this. Thank you for bringing that up, Jason. Really, thank you so much. You are going... I am not. You are going into the vault when we get back to the boat. Well, then, thanks. (laughs) She's going to lock you in the Disney vault. (laughs) It's just full of Blu-rays and little old DVDs. It ain't so bad in there. And darkness. It's dark. All right, Jeffrey is a bastard, a bastard son, illegitimate, out of wedlock. Peter had him when he was very young, and he kind of fell off the face of the earth, and that is the story. Ma, come on now. Why do you want to bring up old stories from the family? That's a whole bunch of can Because I think we're going to immediately learn that Jeffrey did this. I think that it probably was him, and that would wrap up the show successfully, and that's why I'm just trying to be a good podcast host. All right. Well, Jeffrey had a thing about not being a part of us because he was never invited to all of them, the family's, you know, functions, or the boat, or the planes, or anything. Mm. 
and I had seen him, I hadn't seen him in about 12 years and I suddenly saw him two days ago, but I didn't think much of it. <laughs> Where did you see him? Was he on the boat? He was in the water. Swimming after you guys? He was floating. I thought that I had had vision, but I didn't. It was the real him, actually, because I said, I went like this. I went like this. And I'm shaking my head. I went like this. And then I opened my eyes. Yeah, I went like me. And then. Because that's what I do. And then I opened my eyes again, and there he was again, only closer. So I knew that he had been moving, and also he was real and not a figment of my imagination. Right. But then I turned around and had me a snack. That's it. I didn't think anything. <laughs> uh, uh, but clearly he got onto the boat and uh, burned up Peter. You know, it is possible, and I'm sad to say that it if is he possible. Held, if he held like a large kind of uh, device of magnification above Peter, I think that would have sped up the process. Well, we do yeah. have my grandfather's magnifying glass from the war. Oh, they were huge back then. Yes. Oh, it's big, yeah. And it refracts the sun, mm-hmm. and it burns skin. But again, and I didn't think much of it. Well, the boat is so tall, too, that if you're up on the top deck and you're holding it, that yes. would really magnify over the, the distance, and then it, it actually amplifies even hotter yes. the farther away you are. So, Yes, yeah. it was burning holes in the boat for a while until we made the boat thinner. Yeah, that was a problem. So you didn't move the magnifying glass, you made the boat thinner. That's where Grandpa's magnifying glass always was. We cannot change tradition. We are family-oriented and very, you know, we love each other. I wouldn't wouldn't trade that magnifying glass for the world. Uh, Except for Jeffrey, who's a bastard and a murderer. Well, that is correct. Well, that was easy. Uh, that wraps up another successful episode of Kill to Death. I was part of a successful one. You were, and Jason, a large part of that was thanks to you. I think you've got a successful future in podcasting. Wow, thank you so much for Jason. having me on. This is huge for me. I know someone who can take the LSAT for you, Jason. Come on now. Take it for me. Yes, you don't have... You gotta do better in your life. Anyway, this isn't about that. I'm not gonna be opening up our family secrets on this show. Give us one. My name's not Trish. What is it? Pam. I want to thank Zach Aaron for our theme song. <laughs> you can uh, like us on Facebook, uh, follow us on Instagram, Kill to Death Podcast, if you want to see, again, the inexplicable space work of someone holding a small, small thing of dental floss as if it was a phone for, I don't even think a joke for us. I think just as a way to pretend she had a phone. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter, K2D pod. You can uh, email us. If you have a suggestion for a scenario, you can email killed to death podcast at gmail.com. I will respond to you. That's a treat. Uh, do I have anything else to deal with, Steve? You don't. I think you nailed it. Thank you. Um, in that case, let's turn to Trish. Trish, do you have anything people should check out? Yes. I actually do have a stepdaughter. And that is what I would like to plug. Her name is Laura. She is actually lives where you live. 
and she in my house oh my gosh you don't always need to say something you know all right yeah that's fair that's a good critique (laughs) of the podcast um and she'd just like to say that you can check it out check her out on instagram if you want l a u underscore r a m o s o is the at <laughs> yes there's some uh, excellent character work uh instagram and tiktok videos she says thank you and uh, is excited for the world to get back to normal yeah uh and i'd like to say to all our listeners out there even when the weather gets hot keep your stick on the ice maybe put it in the in the fr- freezer uh find a curling rink kill to death is produced and recorded by steve <laughs> cook and griffin Toplitsky and is a proud part of the sonar network music by zach aaron art by brady schumer Special thanks to Mike Mangiardi, Katie Lure, and Tom Shank. Please follow and like Kill to Death wherever you can so the boys know how to value their worth as human beings. has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!